Thule Squadron is filmed in front of a live studio audience. We would be honored if you would join us. Thule Squadron Radio. My name is Jan. I'm Kiesle. And I'm here to mess up the intro. And you did it. <laughs> ah! Yeah. Is it my turn? Yeah, it's your turn. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are a bunch of dumbasses. Uh -huh. I did that on purpose. I am Stefan. And I am Aid. Again, marvelous. The band marvelous. is back together again. I, I I just wanted Aeth to start out so I could mess it up. Yeah, yeah. fantastic. <laughs> Glad to be of service. Uh, uh, I am enjoying my beer way too much to be annoyed by this, so it's fine. I mean, are, is anyone annoyed? No, uh, I don't know. Maybe somebody in America, probably. Probably. Wow, but... shots, shots fired. <laughs> shots fired. Uh, <laughs> and I mean, and these people helped you in... In a world war or something. Yeah, sure. Uh, I mean, it was it was across the bow. It was just a warning shot. It's not really hurting anybody. No, but I mean, I guess wasn't the U.S. also the main reason that you couldn't get alcohol in Iceland for you know a couple of decades? No, no. I don't. We just had had our nice little prohibition. Yeah, yeah, but wasn't that because the American soldiers couldn't handle the liquor? I mean, I, th I think that's the story I prefer. Oh, sure. Run with it then. It's fine. I mean, to be fair, the Brits invaded Iceland. Yes, first. and then the Americans came and kicked them out. Yeah. But, well... It's more like, oh, you, you guys take care of your shit, we'll take care of Iceland. But, like I mean, how awesome would it be if they hadn't? I mean, we would probably be speaking German right now. Right. I, I speak German. A little. I mean, there is a chance, Gisli, however remote, that even if the Germans had taken Iceland, the Second World War would still end like it did. Well, true, maybe. Well, I, 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 I think, don't know. I think if the Germans had taken Iceland, they soon would have developed rocket troopers and taken Washington. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that sounds highly feasible. They, Alternatively, yeah, they, if they had taken Iceland, they would just have gone deep into your Brandemin store, and then they would have just exported all that back to Germany and said, "Okay, that's it. We got we got what we need now. Stop yeah, this warfaring. We have Brandemin." Mm -hmm. yeah. In 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 my head, Canon Roosevelt says they fly now, and Churchill says they fly now. <laughs> <laughs> 
and they would, of course also export all our beautiful women so jawohl <laughs> no, but only the blonde ones right yeah only the yeah <laughs> of course übermensch mm -hmm. übermensch yeah yeah okay now we're actually through the squadron radio <laughs> all right <laughs> exactly i mean i don't you know where that reference <laughs> Jesus <laughs> fucking assholes. Oh god. Anyway, anyway, how are you guys? Pretty good. I have to say. Mm. Well, I've been on a break, as you know. <laughs> You're All on right. a break. Did you mm. play any other games while we were on a break? <laughs> Oh, I've actually uh, I've played a bit of Legion uh, now, uh, not not entirely by choice, but because my six year old got into my collection that was all pre AMG, and then oh. he 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 capped it off by giving me a, a Christmas present that's basically a present for himself. It's like an I think it's called an A A five truck. Oh. And uh, and not not only that, but uh, I actually had to put on a bandaid this morning because I managed to drill into my forefinger uh, <laughs> trying to make the doors open and close <laughs> instead of just gluing them shut. Because uh, the six-year-old has some uh, strong opinions on how the truck should be. Of course, true. Mm -hmm. well, so so to, it, to, no, to Stefan, fair, Stefan I have to ask you. I have to ask you. Have you mm -hmm. seen that AMD has also released new rules improvements for your new game? <laughs> Don't. Yeah, well. I was going to mention that because uh, our me and AIDS friend, he actually mentioned this on Thursday. Yeah. No, on Tuesday, sorry. And he's a Legion guy, and he said, yeah, AMD has started to mess up Legion as well. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> I... I have to say, from from what I've seen, I'm actually kind of excited to see what the final product will look like. I think it's out next week or the week after that. Like a a a unified rulebook, not the FFG. You know, learn to play and then a rules reference, which can be yeah. one could be a bit confusing. This will be like a rulebook that has like a sequence of play and and everything like that. So I'm a little bit excited to see how that looks. But I I also have to say that the version. I'm playing with my six-year-old is very, very simplified and basically maximizes, uh, you know, it's it's sort of, you know, within the boundaries of the rules, but it sort of is more emphasis on fun. And, and of course, the good guys have to win. He's always the rebels against my Imperials. And uh, uh, I can tell you how many lightsaber fights Darth Vader has lost now against Luke. So in a way... <laughs> So in a way, you're playing Legion like the Legacy crew is playing 2.0. Yeah. <laughs> where the in a way. where the where in the <laughs> where the rules don't matter and the points don't cut. No wait. <laughs> I, I, yeah. Oh, I had to shoot. I had to put it out there. Just yeah. Yeah. Yep. Nobody wants to listen to me there anyway. So. Yeah. <laughs> but but it was okay. He was on a break anyway. Yeah. We, we, we barely want to listen to you here. No, just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Not really kidding, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> cool. And so, anyways, oh, to our listeners, happy new year. Happy new year, yeah. yeah and uh, 
I mean, I'm sorry, we, we were sort of indicating last time that we might, we would do another episode before Christmas, but we didn't because we, we I mean, we really couldn't yeah. be bothered. It was the 22nd of December. And, uh, yeah. I was stuck in Denver of all places. Yeah, that's actually <laughs> true. It is Steppy's fault or some airline's fault. Mm-hmm. Let's let's oh, blame yeah. it on that. Yeah, no, that's yeah. the weather thing. De- Denver. Where are you, right? were you Denver, able to the breathe there in Denver? <laughs> I mean, it's so high up. Right, it's like it's, five thousand something feet. The the mile high city, yeah. It's it's actually on a you know, yeah. I I didn't really feel that much difference. I just I just sat in a hotel waiting for notifications about when the hell my flight would uh, actually leave the town. You know, in in fact, I called Denver now Saigon of the West because it was like every morning <laughs> felt like apocalypse now. Ah, oh. <laughs> that is kind of sad. Yeah, yeah. five thousand two hundred eighty feet. Exactly. Ooh, nice. Yeah. You want to know why I know this? Beat. Why are you using silly measurements? <laughs> no, because it's I I know this in feet because a it's on the in the Denver Nuggets uh, court. Ooh, it's written there. And also, I have to use feet as well because of the flying thing. Oh, yeah, oh. that's true. They use feet. Oh, so you're you're a convert. You're converting over no, to... No, they, they use material. feet. They use feet for height, but then they use nautical miles for, for speed and, yeah, miles just for distances. Oh, they do? Mm-hmm. So you don't use uh, actual metric units for anything? No, just yeah. I mean, feet and bathtubs and well, it's, washing machines. We we also use meters and stuff like that. It's it's no, it's but I, I actually I think it's it's sort of on purpose so that if you if you don't know what somebody is talking about, then you can sort of guess it from um uh, from which unit is used. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 basically a standardized measurements for flying, so you can basically fly anywhere in the world. Ish, but <laughs> not but, standardized but, measurement for flying. <laughs> well, it is standardized measurements, but uh, US has some other measurements for some things. Like instead of bars for air pressure, they use inches of mercury and stuff like that. Right? It's it's, it's silly. Nobody knows that. Please, please level out your flight at five <laughs> football fields. <laughs> yes, exactly. And two thumbs. What kind of thumbs? Yeah, those those little ones. Those small ones. Small thumbs. True. Yeah, as far as you can throw a washing machine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, and now if any American listeners had stayed around after the first round of insults, but now they're gone. <laughs> I applaud those who stayed. <laughs> yeah, I applaud those that are still here. He said yeah. in complete self-delusion. <laughs> uh, uh, anyway. So, yeah. uh, I played X-Wing. Oh, nice. Uh, wow. But not regular X-Wing. We had a pink clubhouse now night here uh, between... Uh, uh, Christmas and New Year, and we went full beer and pretzels, meaning that Pink Editor had actually baked pretzels and oh, brought nice. beer. Nice. And then 
we we were four people, so we were sort of doing two on two. Um, well, two v two, I should say. Um, and played uh, Battle of Yavin, and then we played Battle of Coruscant. And we swapped teams in between, and I was the only one who man who therefore managed to lose both games. Yeah. You I mean, the worst uh, pink. Sorry, Ed? So you're the worst of the pink. I was the worst of all four. I was the only one who came around with a with a double loss. So I wouldn't you... say I wouldn't say he was the worst pink. I mean, you know I have a pink pink brain, pink squadron uh, t shirt, and I haven't played mm -hmm. since August, so yeah, but I, I have a neat Nirvana T-shirt, but I'm not in the band, you know. So, yeah. so, so, so are you? <laughs> okay, okay, got but, but I was going to say, fired. Jan, if, if, if you're the worst of the pink, are you? Are you then technically beige squadron now? <laughs> maybe, maybe. Um, but no, I mean, I should have yeah. known better. I played the good guys in both, and uh, yeah. Uh, okay, your definition of good guys is that empire, right? No, 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 no. I played the good guys as per normal people's definitions. Okay, uh, having the R, the R factions. Friend, I'm never sure. No, I understand. I understand it. <clears throat> now, so uh, I mean, so the Death Star blew up Yavin, and nobody rescued Palpatine, and I'm not sure how the last part is really taking a loss for the good guys, actually. Um, but yeah, I would say Yavin yeah. was a complete route. Um, I actually thought we had it on, on the Battle of Coruscant, but, um, and with the risk of, uh, you know, uh, feeding your inner beasts, then let me just say that in my experience, and this is just playing each of them once, which is not, you know, necessarily a fair place to come with like a full review or criticism but i'm gonna do it anyway so in my experience let's just say that there is a certain um uh, what is the phrase discovered game mechanic that has a huge impact on both of them especially on Coruscant. oh do tell so in the Coruscant, you you have to like Essentially, the the Republic forces are stronger, so both mm -hmm. both build like a twenty point list, uh, and we use like standard builds only. Mm -hmm. um, and then, in addition to that, uh, the Republic just chooses two ships, and apparently they can choose like whatever they darn well please to deploy as reinforcements in round three. But since the reinforcement uh, action is called This is Where the Fun Begins, we obviously were thematic and chose Obi and uh, um, and Annie in, in the mm -hmm. other twos. So that is like nine points worth of, worth of ships. So you might say, well, but yeah, and if the Republic then from round three has 29 points and, and the Separatists only have 20, how come you could ever lose? Well, there's the little thing that every turn the Separatist player can sort of look and say, oh, did I lose anything? Oh, yeah, I lost this guy. Okay, then I can redeploy him. Mm. Uh, and they can do that with everything except Dooku <clears throat> in the Infiltrator. Um, who they brought, and we killed him. Um, but the problem was that 
the game then proceeds to you sort of have to get to like Grievous's flagship, the Invisible Hand, which is like a a cardboard token thing on the map, and it's mm-hmm. like I don't know, like a like a free speed template squared ish in size, right? Okay. All right. And uh, and that thing has fifteen shields, and and you shoot it, and it adds an evade to every defense, but otherwise have zero defense dice, unless it has an iron token on it. So you put some of those on, it and that's fine. Um, and eventually, we do manage to get the shields down. I should say, until the shields are completely down, it also regens the shield each turn. So we get it all down, then. The next part of the mission is that you can then attempt the rescue. And only force characters can attempt the rescue. So in order to rescue, you have to fully execute a maneuver and end up overlapping this uh, uh, this invisible hand token cardboard thing uh, with a force character. And if you get two of them fully and then you have to take a weapons disabled or something but that doesn't really matter if you end up in the end phase with two ships that still lives that fully overlapped and took this rescue token action thing it's not an action but anyway uh took the weapons disabled because they were doing a rescue if you have two of them then you win if you have one you roll three dice and if you roll a crit then that one jedi managed to do the rescue on his, on, on his own. The slight problem is that in our case, like the Separatists still had like seven small base ships. And we had, I had three at us at this point trying to sort of land them in there. But it was not hard for him or for them on the Separatist team to just make sure that I could not fully execute and land an overlap. Makes sense. And at that point, I realized that, okay, but then what do I do? Do I just like hang back and, you know, kill a few droids and and then then I have space to do it? No, because they Mm. come back and they deploy like a range free of that thing because that thing is like range free from the separatist board edge. So they could get there like if not the same turn then the next turn so he would never be absent more than a single ship Hmm. and he could self-block and bump and all the things because what would happen if one of his ships die not really anything it would just you know spawn back next turn um so i tried for a few turns um and i mean i'm not saying it is impossible i'm just saying that it is it is a little dumb that the main defensive tactic is essentially bumping and blocking. Yeah. But it was, but with all that being said, and, and, and blocking and bumping is also a solid strategy, I would say, in the Battle of Yavin, if you're playing the Empire. Um, because it's like attack speed that allows you to boost doesn't mean a whole lot if if you don't fully execute, because when an X-Wing is down in a trench, it is like even more predictable than, than normal. It's either going to do a three or four forward and just put one ship there and then you're golden and then it will, you will add at least one turn to any attack run. 
Um, so yeah. So I think that is uh, somewhat ironic coming from a company that was sort of very adamant about their dislike of the blocking mechanic. Yeah. <sighs> but yeah. But yeah. I but with all that said, then uh, I mean it is a game where it's I mean it's always fun to play X Wing. Uh, whether you win or lose. In this case, it, it doesn't really matter whether you win or lose, I think. Because it is it does feel really fun to play, like the because the theme is there and and all that. So it was time well spent. But yeah. I mean it's certainly not balanced. I'm sure, not sure but... it's intended to be, especially especially Yavin. You're playing games with, with friends. That's what matters really. Yeah, while drinking and Yeah. But that's fun. Nice. So yeah. Yeah, I'm not gonna touch that. But I'm I'm glad you enjoyed yourself. I would like to be there. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. I mean, Stabby, By the way, we, Stabby, Stabby we wouldn't need... have liked to be there. We had like three regular ties, Darth Vader, and four interceptors. Sacrilege. <laughs> is, is this a moment where I mentioned that I actually, in one of my sort of uh, X-Wing-er moments of my X-Wing retirement, decided to try making a list of like <laughs> like the 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 battle of yavin loadout as it as it is on screen oh. and the the rebels are now at 778 points <laughs> <laughs> and i i managed to sort of uh cap uh the imperials at 350 points by just sort of uh sort of head cannoning in that you know the black squadrons that would you know the tie fighters that would be killed that they would just reach and probably similar to what the separatists mm. do in the coruscant one but but yeah <laughs> the 778 point uh list of uh every y-wing uh every x-wing and the falcon that you see on screen <laughs> and loaded out as you know i figured they would be you know, to the best of my abilities. Nice. So you were watching the movie and freeze framing, or no? The the Wikipedia has a, a, a... <laughs> Wikipedia right. has a more detailed description of the Battle of Yavin than many Wikipedia descriptions of actual battles. <laughs> do. <laughs> <You know. laughs> it makes sense. There's a lot more people who have studied them. Yeah. <laughs> And we have a hello from Nether Mizuno on chat. Hello. Hello. Hey, 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 Sammy. Hello. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Ah. Oh, yeah. But uh, no, uh, Steppy, that is, that is fantastic. 700 uh, points. Yeah, yeah I, I made it in the, the 2.0 uh, legacy, you know, thing because I, I wanted to be able to control the loadouts a little bit better, you know. Uh, mm, yeah, yeah, obviously. When, when, when adding, like, the gold squadron weapons that I needed to round out. But, like, I gave every rebel that had, a, a, a slot, uh, like, a talent slot hopeful, you know, to match the, 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 the standard pilot cards. 
So um, I'll, que I'll question us that bit. Yeah. Did you use the 2.0 points or 2.0 homebrew points? Uh, <laughs> 2 point, two point no points because uh, the the actual 2.0 points aren't in an accessible. Oh, um, I, thought, I thought they, it was they, uh, they 700 are. and something 2.5 points. Oh, no. That, that, it, it would probably be like, I guess, 80 points, yeah. 90 points out of 35. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, that makes sense. But um, you know, speaking of watching the movies way too closely, uh, I have a little quiz for you because I did something very dumb. Um, so uh, you know the Y wing that some people consider to be like a, uh, a iconic rebel ship. Mm-hmm. Now I want to say that it is mostly useless. So. This is the question for you. Can you free tell me all the times where we see a Y-Wing that is actually useful? Uh, in the movies? In any of the Star Wars movies, not including animated. Uh... uh... Wait, it's mostly there just to be a wingman and blow up, right? No, 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 no. I mean, weren't they used in in Rogue One? Quite a few of them there, weren't they? Yeah. Wasn't so, the... Tell me what but useful they stuff they did. As it's not zero. I can clue you in. No, didn't didn't a Y wing blow up like a Star Destroyer who blew up the shield generator? It is correct that the squadron of Y-Wings uh, iron torpedoed a Star Destroyer. So it yeah. drove into the other Star Destroyer and then yeah. it fell down into the... Uh... Oh. So that's that's one one count for the Y-Wing. I knew stuff. Yes. Who would have thought? Uh, and, and I would also, just before you get to that, in Rogue One you also see them sort of proton bombing the shield gate. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't really do anything. But at least they're oh. shooting. So yeah. we are now have two counts where we see the uh, y, one or more Y-Wings actually using the fire button on their uh, sort of stick. Yeah. So how many other times do we see a Y-Wing shoot? Uh, no, I'm blank. It's... It's been a while, but I don't remember any Y-wings in the in the Ender battle going into the Death Star. Oh, there's uh, no. Nora's in there, but she doesn't shoot. She doesn't um, shoot, yeah. What about the uh, like uh, Republic Y-wings? They're never on screen. Oh, okay. They're just in the cartoons a lot, but you never really, you know, see them do. That much, at least not in the shows that I've watched. So there's nothing in the prequels, uh, unless I've missed something, but there's nothing in the mm-hmm. prequels. Uh, we have fully covered Rogue One. So mm-hmm. we have, there's one scene, which, however, is a very much an alpha moment in um, in Return of the Jedi, where like I think it's an A-wing that is shut down by a pair of evil interceptors. And then this Y-Wing just casually pulls in behind them, shoots twice, and kills both of them. Oh. Uh, nice. That's the most chat at Y-Wing. At, 
unless you count like and then there's rise of skywalker where sorry uh destroys one of the star destroyers by shooting its cannon and that's it uh, well i don't count that but yeah but in if you if you look all through like the battle of yavin where there were a lot of y-wing presence they don't do anything they don't even shoot they explode yeah mm-hmm. and then and now we know why, because uh, AMG outfitted them with advanced proton torpedoes instead of regular torpedoes, so they had to get <laughs> they were closer. Never in range. <laughs> they were never in range. And Stay they realized target. that their guns were bad, so they just put all powers mm-hmm. to engines and seals. Yeah, they could mm-hmm. be. Uh, they are, however, infinitely better than the crappy B-Wing, because mm. we don't ever see that ship do anything, apart from looking cool. Yeah, I mean, isn't it just about the same with the with the A wing? I mean, the only thing the A wing did was crash into a star destroyer, right? I mean, yeah. No, you see a dogfight. Mm. Okay, sure. I mean, uh, most of the shooting is done by Tie Fighters, uh, the Falcon, and X wings, right? Yeah, and, and interceptors in, in Return Jedi. of the Jedi. And uh, I think there are uh, interceptors and TIE bombers in Empire Strikes Back. At mm, least TIE bombers. There's not interceptors, but... there's TIE bombers, yeah. You see, them, bombers. Bombers. You see no, them drop bombs. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Okay. Like into the astro- asteroid field. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, that was our 30-minute uh, intro. There's no news. Hmm. Yeah. You got this instead. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't play... I haven't played anything. I did, however, buy some, actually. Oh, oh you, you did? did? What did you get? Yeah, the, the the packs that came to Nexus. Oh, you did? Nice. Yeah. The Coruscant. Yeah. yeah. Did you buy two of all of them? Just no. to be able to like organize them. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't. No, you should. He, um, I don't feel like uh, spending more money on uh, a pack I haven't even opened yet. And so... I mean, if you buy two of them, you you double the the amount of possible uh, arcs you can actually use. Oh, that's right. That is true. But did you get Hotshot and Aces in Iceland? I don't remember. I just bought some packs, uh, the ones that I knew I didn't have. But you don't even know which which they were? No. Okay. (laughs) I don't remember because, oh, I don't have this. Oh, I don't have this. Oh, let's go to the register. And then I bought some D&D stuff. Nice. Cool. Okay, yeah. so uh, it you challenged me. That's right for the Thule segment. Yeah, to take a look at how much does it matter, <clears throat> yeah. how much space on the board your list yeah. takes up. Yeah, correlation between uh, actual real estate and winning. Yeah, so what I went and did is uh, I looked through wave 12 and 13 
so since the 28th of May, so not this first, like not the beta one of 2.5. I did not include that uh, because there's so much that have changed with the objectives and no scoring on round one and so on. That would probably have disfavored the large bases. Yeah. Um, and then I calculated a score for each list where you get one point for a small base. You get two points for every medium base and three points for every large base. Right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so it's not exactly square centimeters, but I mean, I could adjust for that, but but I think it's it's probably fine. Yeah. Um, and uh, and then I started there, saying, okay, what is the average performance of uh, of lists? And uh, I had to sort of say, oh, okay, I'm only gonna take lists or sizes where there is like a certain amount of lists to it. Uh, so I ended up with like between three, so that's three small base ships, yep. and nine, which is like at least one larger ship, right? Yeah, can be three large ships or two yeah. large ships and then three small bases or something like that. Yeah. Mm, and, true. And, yeah, yeah. And looking at it, the most popular most frequently used one was uh, was having a board coverage of five. Uh, so that could be five small ships or three small ships and a medium and some other combinations as well, but but probably that. So five and then the second one was six and then sort of four and seven were also quite common. But if we look at the performance, then like the, the five and ship five and six score uh, lists are like two thirds of all lists and four and yeah. seven. So one more in either direction are most of the rest. That's very little outside the range of four to seven in, in, in board coverage. Uh, and when we look at the performance, then if you have only three or four, you score very low. Um, so that's like 43, 48% uh where i think in this data set uh i wrote that somewhere 53 is the average yeah if you get five six or seven then you are more or less on average which makes sense because they make up so much of the space uh but if you go to eight then you all of a sudden jump to 57 if you go to nine you go to 60. So there, there's a linear rise yeah. in the percentile. Basically, it is just rising for every every time you add board coverage, you average yeah. you, your average score rises. Um, the question is, however, whether this is conclusive because um, it is just a derived factor. So, like, if you add more ships, then this number will automatically rise, right? Uh, so is it just that, or is it just the total amount of red dice? Is it the total amount of green dice? Uh, is it just total health? Uh, so I looked at those uh, four parameters again. So total red, total green, total health, and ship count. And all of those do somewhat generally trend into more is better territory. Uh, it is strongest for ship count, but uh, but I still see an effect that that specifically says, like, yeah, base size is important. 
I also wanted wanted to see if it if it really were just factions that were underneath, uh, but that didn't really give me anything. Uh, and then I, I sort of said, oh, what if I combine it and say, how does the different factions do at different board coverages or you know, real estate as as uh, as Aid put it. And and that is quite interesting actually. Uh, so like first order, uh, usually like at four, five, or six, so low to medium and they perform just about equally across that empire however spans all the way from three all the way up to nine and there's an extremely strong correlation between uh board coverage and performance um republic is better when they have lower board coverage and it probably says something about which ships are good at republic and that arcs have sucked until now. Um, Rebels are just bad, as we know, but they do get slightly uh, better when you uh, have more coverage. Resistance is super much all over the place. uh, And I think it's just list dependent and it probably ends up just showing whether you have a Falcon or not. Uh, Well, sorry, Jan. I was thinking about Republic. Yeah. Republic doesn't have any large space, right? No, they don't. They only no. have medium bases, yeah. so that might it might be part of. It why... is. It is absolutely. I mean, Republic will never have a large score. No, uh, because even the small, they can't even just spam small bases because they don't really have any cheap small bases that are spammable. No. Um. So, uh, and you only have like you have the arc and the lat, which is like bad and good uh, in this meta uh, that we've, we've looked at for but there was a long period where like where even the lad was not flown. It was not until mm-hmm. really Gen Con that we began to, to really see it. Um, Scum had has most of its success with low board coverage. Somewhat unsurprising. It's relatively low. It's not free but it's still lowish. Uh, separatist is all spread out, and performance has no correlation. So uh, my conclusion is that this is mostly an empire effect, and uh, I think empire has been played enough. Like they have been in many tournaments, they're like twenty-five percent of uh, the representation, mm-hmm. and empire alone could pull this entire effect. That empire just works better when they had more board coverage, more ships. Right. And some of the ships that they use to up the board coverage just happen to be very good, whether that's Reavers or Decimators. They're very attractive choices that would therefore also just perform better. So. All right. So well, inconclusive. I actually, it's sort of, yes. I actually, what I yeah. wanted to do, but I didn't do also because I didn't have any recent data is that I wanted to correlate uh, board coverage with uh, success in the different scenarios. Because one would assume that high right, board coverage yeah. would be better in Assault, for instance. Sure. But I, I couldn't be bothered. Right. So, well, I have well a new challenge for you. All right. And, and it's a little weird because we're all four here. So I'm going to give it to all of you. And then whoever is present answers. So we might get multiple answers, 
But if not, you're stuck Since with it. Since they get it. the challenge, they have to be present. Uh, that's true. Yeah. But I mean, Steppy's on a break. Geasley is back, so. Am I? Am I, though? Yeah. <laughs> Did you not hear me? <laughs> I, uh, I, I've said so. So anyway, this is the challenge. I want you Ooh. to find any two pilots in the game where if you swap their pilot abilities, both get better. Uh, so you can swap across factions. Uh, if there are any charges that are needed for the pilot ability, so there's a cost or an effect that involves a charge, they are swapped as well. That includes force. So if the pilot ability requires force, then the force number is swapped as well. And the other ship loses the force. Yes. Okay. Any chassis ability and upgrade slot stays on the original ship. So for instance, you could swap Fen Rao in the Fang Fighter with Luke in the T-65, and you would end up with an I-6 Fang Fighter that had Concordia and two force, and it regens force whenever you shoot at it. And you would have an I-5 T-65 that gets an extra red and an extra green at range one. I don't think this is a good example because I'm not sure that Luke actually gets better, but he might. It would be a good T-65 to have that ability. Yeah, uh, but I don't. I don't think he's better. Uh, but that's sort of besides the point. I didn't want to go in and find a really good example of somebody that gets better. That's your challenge. Oh, wow. e- extra bonus if you find multiple sets of uh, of good swaps. Hang on a little bit. Uh, we lost Twitch. <laughs> did we lose Twitch? Oh yeah, we, we did. Why do you think we lost mm. Twitch? I don't know. But why are you saying it? Because both my iPad. It's like a network and error. My computer, the network error, try again, error 2000. I'm still live. Reload. We, we did lose a viewer, though. <laughs> Just now. <laughs> Probably one of you guys restarting it. Okay. Okay, Geesley just wrote network error in the chat. So yeah, I think right. I think Twitch works. All right. Anyway, the recording works. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But they can't l- listen. Listen. Probably. Yeah. Oh well. Yeah. Oh well. Let's move along. Mm. So, uh, so this is your challenge. Mm. Should nice you one. choose to accept it, it's a bit of a funner one. And you don't have a choice, so. Sounds okay. good. I mean, it's a fun challenge. And you're, of course, free to use, you know, any extended pilots as well. If you want to, it's less fun to use like a band pilot. But yeah, don't do band pilots because we don't want those anyway, like dial peaking and all that shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. Oh. Very nice. Challenge accepted. Great. Um, um, go ahead. Yeah. 
No, I don't know. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just still kind of mulling over the uh, base size thing. I really don't have anything to add to it. So on to tournament review. Let's do that. I just oh, saw. Well, sorry, one thing with the challenge. Yeah. Is it is it only storm standard chips or do we can we go into extended? You can go into extended. Okay. Just to be sure. So so you can make a whisper that has Fenrau's ability. Uh, I'm not sure that would make whisper or Fenrau better. <laughs> Probably not. Are you? Yeah. I mean, whenever Fen shoots, you would get an evade token. I think that works pretty well. Sure. He, st he still has Concordia. Yeah, but Whisper, I'm not sure. Yeah. He's not. Yeah, she's not. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And, well, she can. Oh, sure. Then she don't have any mods for the shot. No, and she has to stay at range one. Yeah, and and I mean there are, there are probably some pilots where the pilot ability is so closely related to their, um, to their chassis that it doesn't make sense. Like I don't know, Duchess, you probably can't swap anywhere, um, mm -hmm. because her pilot ability is literally striker specific. Um, or oh, Echo, I I have one. I have one. Okay. Can I say it now? You no, can't. You can't say it now. But then you have to make up a new one. But yeah, sure. I'll I'll make a new one. I I think okay. I have one. Yeah. So, um, I'm well. Just go. I'm, well, you mentioned whisper, so I thought, hmm, whisper. What can whisper likes to stay at range three and stuff like that? What if we swap uh, whisper's ability with the evade? And swap it with Talonbane Cobra. Yeah, I agree. But does it make Talonbane Cobra better? Uh, to get the evade? He yeah. can. Have you seen the dial on Talonbane Cobra? He's always in your face. Yeah, and that's why he would like to have an extra red die. No, he gets the extra red die at uh, range three. Oh no! Sorry, no. I, I misread. Oh, it's the yeah, attack at range one. Okay, okay, sorry. No, yeah. I thought thought both of them were range three. I I didn't check the card. It was just Talonbane Cobra from memory. Okay, I'm stupid. Well, you messed it up. Yeah, no, but he he gets an extra green at range three and an extra red at range one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but it doesn't make Talonbane Cobra any better. Ah, uh, see, and we've got someone back. It was not just a me problem with Twitch. It's kind of All funny right. because, I mean, from the streaming software, I've had no, I've dropped frames, zero. Yeah, yeah, it was probably, it was just. So it must have been yeah. on the, the delivery side that Twitch had a problem or something. Mm -hmm. Maybe, yeah. Anyway, we haven't managed to progress. So uh, no. let's, uh, let's do tournament review. So. I just picked out that there had actually been like a major tournament-ish uh, in the form of Hexiled All-Stars 2. Um, and and there was like 40-something players in a cut. And, and, and so it, 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 I think it, it deserved to be mentioned. Um, 
so let's check it out. Uh, oh, I should probably move the screen over to podcast and process. Uh, where do we go? PPM there. Boop. Okay. So uh, 41 players. And uh, the surprising thing about this particular thing, I don't know, there's probably, given the name, I'm assuming that there were some special <coughs> rules either about who was invited or, or not. Uh, if anybody in, in on the stream knows, then feel free to write it and we can, we can inform people. Uh, but I'm ignorant, so, so I don't. Uh, but the most uh, frequently flown list here were first order with almost a quarter. Wow. Why is that? I don't know. But it was also the best perf ah yeah, well if we had if we disallow resistance with the sample size of exactly one out of forty one lists, then first order was also the best performer at sixty one percent average. And they made up they had a cut rate of forty percent. Wow. Wow, indeed. So, uh, yeah, that was uh, that was very nice. Uh, Republic, uh, not as popular, sort of at, at, at baseline, like one in seven, which is where we want to be. Uh, but uh, quite a good performance also, 57%. Um, so, uh, so, yeah, there is that. Um, the rest of the stats here with list size and highest initiative is not really, there's, there's not a lot new there. Um, so I think we just, let's just go into the top four. Um, so uh, Steppy, are you up for some uh, some reading? Um, yeah. Uh, which which one? Number four. Number, Number four. four. Uh, the the bottom one, Dread Champ. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah. So Dread Champ was flying the Rebel Alliance with uh Harris and Dula and an A wing with elusive fire control system, Mag Pulse warheads, munitions failsafe, swarm tactics. And I've kind of forgotten vectored cannons, I think. Mm -hmm. Oh, and a fire control system, if I had mentioned that. Um, then uh, Aaron Kraken, elusive and plasma torpedoes in a headhunter. Garvin Dries, the Battle of Yavin version. Uh, Fan Rao and a Shidipit, uh with Composure, Jin Erso, and R4 Astromach, and then Dutch Wonder in a Y Wing with Tier Fun Belly Run. Is that actually a thing in 2.5? Yeah, but it's Sorry. Free. It's just free. Okay. Dorsal turret, ion torpedoes, R3 astromach, and the bomblet generator. Now, he went... Well, I've, I've kind of forgotten how to, how to read these things in my retirement. Uh, um, yeah, but... He was sixth in Swiss and made top four. Five ship rebels. I'm guessing this is a good all-commerce list for the yeah. scenarios that I barely played. <laughs> and he probably went 4-1 and one in Swiss. Oh, yeah, yeah. With, with yeah. 12 event points. Yeah. 
And then, yeah. uh, I mean, that yeah, is, I mean, that's pretty good. I mean, coming from a 2.0 perspective, you know, I would think a list like that, assuming it would fit, would do wonders there as well. I mean, it's just, I mean, Hera is always, always good. And you have Garvin with uh, his, uh, you know, his things. Uh, I, I've kind of forgotten what Fenra and Ishithipit does because it's been such a long time since I've seen oh, it. Oh, he but, does the you know. same as he did with... Uh, Just an ice coordinate. Ah, yeah. So yeah. And, and uh, lock uh, modifications. Yeah. So And Jin Erso there to change all those foci, <laughs> focuses into evades, you know, so... Uh, I believe you know this. You know, yeah. s- solid. Uh, I mean, yes. Aren't aren't kind of all this two point five that make it solid Swiss Army knives? Yeah, I mean, you know, couple. this list uh, for me he screams Andreas Carlson. Hmm. Yeah, like seriously. Yeah, but it's not that. It's not that off. Uh, I like to see. I mean. Hera in an A-wing again, and uh, mm-hmm. some of rebels actually making use of of Hera um, mm-hmm. is interesting, and and not having to go like uh, sort of you know full Canada on it, and and put in like uh, two tubes and um, what do you call Kyle Katarn and all that. Just have Hera and Garvin and. Uh, Using Harris initiative and putting the swarm tactics in there. So on the initial strike, you can put Aaron up to six and those plasma torpedoes can really count. Um, but but Gisley, this says Dread Champ. It doesn't say Andreas. Are you saying Andreas got hacked or something? Oh, oh. You, you should be the last one to shoot. <laughs> I know. I, I'm I'm throwing glass out of a rock house here, but <laughs> something like that. But yeah. it's funny if we look at like I, I don't know. He might play under other names as well. I actually don't know who Dread Champ is, but uh, last time he played under Dread Champ was like uh, way back in uh, late 21. And that was also Hera lists. Um, okay. In Hoth, where he sort of ended right in the middle at free free, with Hera, Garvin, Wedge, Jake, and Shara. It's a nice so Andreas Carlson confirmed. Mm, I don't think the rest of what he plays. Well, maybe. It is very no Andreas Carlson. This is, I think, this is Andreas Carlson's friend. Um, Harrison Dula with elusive fire control, mag pulse, munition failsafe, swarm tactics, and vectored cannons. I mean, you guys know how big an A wing is. How can you fit all that shit in there? No, but I mean, elusive and swarm tactics is inside her head, right? Yeah, okay. And and the but mag then you have to add a fire control and, uh, system, which is another computer on board. Yeah, that's just an app you install on the uh, on the yeah. on the onboard computer, right? Same with the munitions failsafe. Uh, everything like... is like everything is like mechanical, so there's levers and stuff. Yeah, okay. You add a handle. That's true. 
engaged fire control system, and then you pull a handle or press a button, and it lights up. Munitions failsafe is probably. I, I don't know how. Here. I don't know how munition failsafe <laughs> is supposed to work. Whether that is just an AI saying, "No, it's a bad shot," and even though you are just pushing the button, it actually doesn't shoot. Yeah. No, it's got like a very long like uh, rope tied to the uh, Magpul's warhead and it just pulls it back if it's not going anywhere. So that's a lot of rope. That is a lot of rope. It takes up a lot of space, but I mean, hey. Have you seen how much stuff you can screw into like Anakin in an editor 2? That ship is even smaller. So so you're telling me like uh, ships with munitions fail, so they they basically have like a harpoon. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. So every missile with munitions failsafe is a harpoon missile. Oh no! No! <laughs> no! No! Okay. Uh, the All other right. top four was the uh, Alfred Mulfar Soskornik. That's which is Star a name Wars that name when I look at it, it sounds Nordic. And as 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 it progresses further into the last name, it doesn't sound Nordic anymore. So I don't know. No, it just um, sounds Star Wars. That, that's probably it. That's probably it. Lieutenant Sosbornik. If you, if you if you rearrange the letters, you get Andreas Karno. <laughs> no, <laughs> because this is a Republic list, and Andreas can't fly Republic. We all know that. No, I would never if, do that. We'll just call him Moff Mulfar, right? Moff cool. Mulfar. Let's go with that. Yeah. Maybe Darth Mulfar even. No, wait. It's his Republic. So, I don't know. Yeah. Master Mulfar. Uh, so, he was flying Anakin Skywalker in the 7B, the sprite with Crackshot, R4P17, and a shield upgrade. Obi-Wan Kenobi in the CLT, the sprite with Elusive and shield upgrade. Contrail with Crackshot, R7A7, Delayed Fuses, Bash, and Proton Bombs. And then Hawk in the LAT with Dedicated Agile Gunner and 7 Fleet Gunner. So this is basically a budget version of um, uh, Duncan's uh, Gen Con list. The budget being that it's not, it's not uh, Hound, it's Hawk. Because Hound went up in cost. Mm. Right. Okay. Uh, and you lose all the C3PO and Corky Crease and strange shenanigans that you had on the lat. So the lat gets slightly worse, and he added a little bit more of a shield upgrades and less droids and no choppers, no Atsus, and so on. But he made it to top four. Um, so uh, respectable, respectable. Mm-hmm. And it seems like he flew the same thing at the the Poland Open in Warsaw in uh, late November, where he ended sixth in Swiss, top eight in cut. So nice, nice. So, uh, do you want to do number two, Ed? Sure. Uh, flown by a fish, which fish. was born. A fish is born. Yeah. And he had Kylo and the Whisper with instinctive aim, unlimited override, concussion missiles, sensor scramblers, shield upgrade, and enhanced jamming suite. That's a lot of stuff as well. Um, Malaris in the TIE FO 
uh, with Mac Pulse. Oh. Gorch in the TIFO with Fanatical, Lone Wolf, and Baffle. All right, then. Yeah. Uh, Captain Phasma in the TISF. Special Forces coming back. Uh, wielding Fanatical, Proton Rockets, and Special Forces Gunner. And then Backdraft, also in the Special Forces TIE Fighter with Proud Tradition, Pattern Analyzer, and Special Forces Gunner. Oh, um, Backdraft. Backdraft. It's, it's a lot of interesting things. I mean, it's been a while yeah. since we've seen SFs. And especially yeah. SFs that were not quick draw because that's at least what people tend to try. Right. Um, it's a very out of the box list. I mean, the the Kylo Whisper is is pretty standard, I guess. Sure. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, Malorus with Magpulse, not the normal config. Uh, Scorch with Lone Wolf and Baffle, okay. Um, yeah. Phasma at all, or and Backdraft at all. Right. I mean, Scorch also in the Typho. If you baffle off the stress from first round, then Fanatical kicks in the next round. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. But the Lone Wolf. Yeah, I mean, yeah, okay. Flanking Scorch, sure. Yeah, but it probably works works out for him. I mean, he did, he did go top two, and also oh, second yeah. in Swiss. Mm -hmm. and an insanely high uh, strength of schedule yeah cool <clears throat> alright cool like it like something it. different wait since you're mentioning strength of schedule how is strength of schedule measured now it, dep it depends on the tournament software Oh, okay. Uh, because it's one point something. It was. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But it used to be like uh, it is. It is now between zero and three. Oh, okay. Because it is. It tells something about the average number of event points your opponent scored. Mm. And you, you get, get three points for, for each win. Yeah. Do you do you get one point or two points? One, Some... one point for a draw. Oh, so there is a draw. I there, think they, you, you just there, played there, it out. Yeah, there's a lot of people who don't do draws mm -hmm. and just do roll-offs, and that was popular for a while. But uh, I actually think uh, draws are important uh, mm. for for the Swiss ranking algorithm to work. So um, mm. I think it's, uh, it's a bad idea but there's a lot of people just like mm -hmm. eh, a draw doesn't matter because i need to go like x and one to win anyway so a draw is a loss for both of us mm -hmm. and that's like yeah that's true to a certain extent but um but no mm -hmm. there's certainly draws the uh, there okay. is one okay. situation in the official rules where you do continue playing and that is if you both go above 20 in the same round and you and you go both to like 21 mm -hmm. and there's still time then you keep playing mm. um but if you're drawn at the at the end of time then it's a draw yeah 
Okay. Okay. Cool. You want to do uh, the winner, Gisli? Sure. Uh, that was won by uh, Crispy. He was flying uh, FO. So he was flying Wrath with Enhanced Jamming Suite, Ion Cannon, Pattern Analyzer, Predator, and Proud Tradition. And he also had Gideon Hask with Agent Terex and Biohexacrypt Codes. Let me see. Um, he all, yeah, and Whirlwind in the Whisper with elusive markmanship cluster missiles, advanced optics, and enhanced jamming suite, and Commander Malarus in the FO fighter with cluster missiles, and Midnight with warm tactics, elusive cluster missiles, targeting synchronizers, and munitions failsafe. Yeah. What's going on? I mean, two totally different mm -hmm. uh, first order list uh, in the top two places. Yeah. And I mean, I'm not. we're not surprised to see Crispy up here with, with, with first order. He's been dominating. And um, and apparently he can still find things in, in first order even with... Um, with the the chaff missiles being not a thing anymore, right? It's it's nice to see old Omega leader. Absolutely, I love it in a list. <laughs> a list. I hate it, but I love it. Yeah, with a different name, obviously, but whatever. It's Omega leader. Yeah, I kind of like the I like the size shuttle on this. Like, so you have Gideon down there. Mm -hmm. Um, and he has elusive. It's, I mean, it's not because the sizeel is hard to kill, but it's slightly harder with elusive, and mm -hmm. you do have a chance of, of sort of regenning it, mm -hmm. uh, because it has both some. I think it's free hearts and and the stop maneuver that is red. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, when you do the red, you 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 do have you do have the proud tradition, and you also have Agent Terex who can give you like. Uh, like calculates and stuff. Uh, you have biohexacrypt code, which makes sure that Gideon can stay sort of useful and mm -hmm. coordinate and tactical officer to prevent him from having to do blue maneuvers all the time. So I, I think that that build is, is great. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, what do you want to shoot at in this list? Because, I mean, Midnight, if he has a lock on you, that's never fun. Uh, and if yeah. he does, and if he doesn't, then he might just, you know, if you don't shoot at him, then he might just pass off the lock to like whirlwind with a ton of focus tokens to double knot both cluster shots, or to Malarus to double knot both cluster shots. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, but I mean, it's it is. It doesn't. It's absolutely not an easy list to fly. I mean, all these ships can just die if you do it wrong. Yeah, I mean, with a nice comment in chat. Look at all those two hundred and fifty to two hundred and eighty point lists. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 uh. Yep. Oh, yep. True. Yep. But I mean, as it Worst turns out, as there. it turns out, upgrades were never worth the points they cost. Uh, yeah. 
I mean, unless you put them on fire sprays, essentially. Like, yeah. Once you got, maybe there was like one upgrade that on any given ship in 2.0 that was really worth its money. But if it yeah. was not like on a fire spray, then you were almost always better off just flying things naked and getting one more body. Well, yeah, maybe. Yeah, unless yeah, with with expect exceptions, but that that was the rule. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. The less upgrades you could put on, the better you were off usually, if you could find something else valuable in your list to to spend it on, of course. And then there's bid. And yeah, and usually if you couldn't, then it was just about more valuable to have the bid because you couldn't lose half point on that. Um, and it could of course help you in other ways. Cool. I think crispy here is uh, if we do get around. I've talked about wanting to do like a, um, um, uh, like a Thule award show, looking back at twenty two and blah blah blah. Uh, and if we do, then I mean, if we have to look at like who is player of the year, then we have to talk about crispy. I'm, oh. not, I'm not saying he's going to win it, but he's certainly in contention. Yeah. I'm clicking his name and I can't get anything up except this. Yeah, but I don't know. I think he changed his name on, on whatever. Oh, okay. uh, um, or this has been manually entered from um, uh, from um, from List Fortress uh, because we mm. don't have as much automation ever since TDT went down. Mm. Uh, uh, he's in there. I mean, he, okay. he, he has... He won, was it Nova? And he's won like two or three Gold Squadron events. Oh, okay. Uh, so a phenomenal player then. Yeah, but a rather a, a rather young-ish and and some somehow a recent star. Mm. He really kicked ass in, um, in the last year or so. Yeah, so, so he's a 2.5 star basically. Came, came came to life with two point five. Yeah, I don't. Uh, yeah, that is uh, that's perhaps not I mean, fair to say. Yeah, I mean that's nice. It's it's good to hear. Yeah. Uh, and was particularly the the fomber, uh, double fomber with uh, with chaff was sort of where I think people took notice, and then he just decided to take free ship scum into one of the gold squadron events and win with that as well. Just to show that he was he was more than that. So yeah, cool. Uh, that sort of ends the the scripted part of um, so what we have notes for. Oh, do we do we not do litter thing? Oh, we can do litter things. We sure. should do litter things. Do you have a litter? I mean, I, no, I haven't. I just. Uh, I mean, I'm just trying to read stuff. <laughs> oh. Um, Anyone else has litter? Like right away? I mean, uh, I have to look at like... Wait, what? Number four in Swiss. Because this is just crazy. What? Uh, Kenny Turner. Yeah. Four SFs and a size shuttle. But wait, you say, how can that be? Well, two of the SFs are generics. 
What? Two Omega Squadron experts with optics and special forces gunner. Oh, that's a lot of damage uh, they can make. On backdraft, he also has optics and special forces gunner, but also proud tradition. And then Phasma with proud tradition, FCS, patent analyzer, and special forces gunner. And then next to that, we have Malarus in the Cyclass shuttle. Uh, so doing the what is it he does? Like is it like is rerolls right? If you roll blanks, you can you can reroll and take a strain. Uh, and that Malarus also has fanatical biohexacrypt, yeah. sensor buoy, uh, tactical officer, general Hux, so he can coordinate multiples, targeting computer, and electronic baffle. That's actually kind of cool. Yeah. Having having Malaris with uh, double tapping SFs. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Oh. Mm. Yeah. I found a litter. And it's actual litter. It's all the way down to 38. Lazar Slavkovic. Flying Empire. So he's playing Rack with Triple Zero, Agile Gunner, Vader, Dauntless, and Minister Tua. Rexler Brath with FCS, a Jamming Beam Duke, a Mac Pulse Warheads, and then my girl Duchess with Elusive, Ruthless, Targeting Computer, Thermal Detonators, and Tiber Saxon. It's a three ship list. Three small base ships. Yep. Oh, well, no, sorry, it's two small base. Yeah, Defender, a Striker, and Desi. Yeah. Yeah. He got zero wins. Yeah, that's why I said litter. Yeah. <laughs> True litter. <laughs> True litter. But, but I, mean, I, I, I don't know. I, I see touches there, and I just, I, yeah. I like it. I mean, you could also have gone to 41st, where we have like, uh, Battle of Yav Invader, Vault Scares in a Defender, and Rexler Brath. Yeah, but that doesn't have touches. It does not. That's true. Uh, so I like it. I wonder By if, the way, if there was any just, special building rules or something here. It doesn't seem so. Just, just, just a thought. Uh, are we seeing any strikers? I would assume countdown is might be the most used. Well, because thank God of, we have uh, PBM. Uh, we are seeing yeah, big, countdown in about twelve percent of imperial lists, performing okay. at seventy-three percent. So okay, yeah. I mean, I would assume so. I mean, it's he's hard to kill in the rounds we have. Oh, and an game. extremely. I mean, for a score of 73%, he has an extremely low um, standard deviation of just 15%. Oh, okay. So that is that is quite good. Quite interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Okay, but, cool. uh, but that actually makes, just double checking, yeah, that makes Countdown the best Imperial ship at the moment, statistically.
the second best Juno Eclipse in the X1. Ah. Mm-hmm. Uh, who would have thunk it? Um, yeah. And, the, wor- and the worst is Rex Labrath. Well, <laughs> so anyone else have anything to pick? Did we lose them? No, I'm just a more of a passive listener at this point because, you know. Yeah, no better list. I am on a break. <laughs> you should be on a break. But let's go on to uh, an item where you don't need to be on a break. Because. Yes. Uh, Let's talk about Andor. We oh. like if if you have like spoiler alerts. This spoilers coming. If you haven't watched Andor, then I mean, honestly, call in sick for in whatever you it is you do, whether that is school or work. Um, you need to call in sick and just binge it. Yeah, it's so good. It's so You're good. kidding me. So. Uh, on to spoilers. I'm I, I'm I'm gonna say it's. Oh, it Neda Misu, re- is leaving because he's in the middle of watching it. Oh, um, oh, oh. <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. That's a you problem. Yeah. <laughs> also, muting doesn't help. I mean, you need to stop. Yeah. Go, go watch it now. Yeah. Why are you listening to us? Yeah. He is watching it. <laughs> he's muting. He's middle of watching it. So, so he's uh, the way I understand it. He muted Andor to listen to us while he's watching Andor with the <laughs> subtitles on. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's probably true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so we can spoil. Uh, okay, I, I, I'm sorry. I have a small, like a... a small emergency. I have a kitten who's currently playing in the cables coming out of the back of my computer, and I can see how this ends if I don't intervene. Ah. Get Star out Wars of there! That ha- Star Wars ever made, and in that it's Empire Strikes Back and everything, just just overall best Star Wars ever. It certainly is the most adult adult Star Wars there is. Oh, absolutely. Well, eh, I mean, <laughs> Episode One was quite adult with all the politics that no kids could ever mm-hmm. relate to. But yeah. well, you can kiss your trade franchise goodbye. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, I mean, I think Ander got it covered. It's like you start in this dystopian cyberpunky world, mm-hmm. and then Andor enters a brothel. <laughs> I mean, what more do you want? Mm. Yeah. I mean, yeah, oh, it's I, cool. It's so cool. It's, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, so how do you want to do this? It's monologue yeah, in like so. I don't know. It was episode five or six or something. Yeah. When they were on the roof, it was just oh, it gave me chills. Uh, it and, gave me chills, and, and I rewound uh, and, it, and uh, watched it again, and it gave yeah, me chills again. Yeah, I have goosebumps <laughs> just thinking about it. Yeah. <laughs> Which episode? The uh, I was like. Five or six or something, I think. What 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 it, monologue are we talking about? Oh, when, when, when he's he meets with his ISB contact and yeah. he's on the roof. 
Oh, but, that, oh that, yeah, that, yeah, that's yeah. much later. That's that's later, but but yeah, that's that's it. It, it, it is like, I mean, Stellan Skarsgård to, to begin with. How fantastic is he as an actor? Oh, I oh mean, absolutely. And and you know, as he gets older, he only gets stronger. It seems like he he was in Baron Harkonnen in Dune, completely owned that film. Uh, I I recently rewatched it. Yeah. He, he he's he's in Dune. I mean, Dune yeah. was a good good movie, just overall. Yeah. He and, and yeah and, and and he he portrayed evil so completely, yeah, yeah. you know, evilly in just, that. Uh, then he. And then he goes to this role where, you know, my favorite Luthan moment is when you first see him change into his, uh, you know, his uh, antique stealer character, yeah. where you where you see him, you know, go in, you, you see a character, uh, an actor in character go into another character and, you know, it's just mm. perfectly yeah. done. Yeah, and yeah then, it's fantastic. Beautiful. And then that monologue, yeah, it, I, I get goosebumps now just thinking about it. I mean, this this was the peak of the show that was, you know, already pretty high there, you know. Yeah, it, I mean, and every actor in the show, just, they worked mm -hmm. their part. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but mm -hmm. I just, I mean, I really love that character. Also, how he's just like, well, yeah, we're going to sacrifice this one rebel cell. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, he he's looking at the big picture. Yeah, yeah. and he's just completely he utterly ruthless. Yeah, he is, you know, empire ruthless. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, but ruth. he's also like, oh, uh, it would be really good to have a rebellion here and force the uh, the empire to just kill a lot of innocent people. That would be good yeah. optics for the rebellion. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's just like, well, wait, shouldn't you care about the people? But no. Mm -hmm. By the way, what's her name? Uh, O'Reilly something? Played Mon Mothma. Oh yeah, that was fantastic oh, yeah. as well. I love yeah, I, I love the it, Mon Mothma scenes. Yeah, I mean, is it the same actress that played Mon Mothma in, in Rogue One? I gotta check it out. I would assume so, but yeah, uh, I mean, she's fantastic as Mon Mothma. Yeah, and and I she has. Know. I think there are like there are like these two scenes in particular. Uh, one where she is like trying to tell this crime boss guy, whatever he is, that no, there's absolutely no way that my daughter is getting with your son, which mm -hmm. that huh. then turned out there was a way that that could happen. Uh, but also the one where she just accuses her husband of gambling to throw off the empire. That is just brilliant. Are you still there? What did you do, kitten? Ah. <sighs> Fuck.
it was so tangible. Hey guys, uh, it we need totally to roll. You need to roll so back. It didn't mean, didn't need the action for it. You mm -hmm. need to roll back. Okay. Uh, because um, you know the kitten that I was chasing that was playing. It did manage mm -hmm. to take out my network, uh, Jack. So uh, <laughs> so there's editing for you here Dean, oh. at around one thirty-one. All right. <laughs> so. So how much did we miss? Like, uh, I was talking about how Mon Mothma was fantastic. Ah, so everything after that. <laughs> yes. Well, all right. Mon Mothma has been Mon. Uh, uh, Genevieve O'Reilly has been Mon Mothma since two thousand five. Is what you gathered? Yeah. That that's yeah, what we discovered. Just been amazing. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. and I can see we're back on Twitch again. Um, so yeah, that's me cursing that uh, Kisley can get to edit out. Uh, I mean, the editor mm -hmm. can get to edit out. Mm -hmm. Now there's even more you have to edit out. You're, you're blowing the cover. Well, you can edit it out. <laughs> you can just beep it over. Not on Twitch. That'll be. Oh no, they can find the truth on Twitch. Yeah. Okay, but anybody who goes into our Twitch archives, I mean, they deserve everything. <laughs> yeah, yes, sure. it's like sure. behind the scenes for those who care. Mm -hmm. It's fine. Precisely. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. One... Anyway, so I was saying that I mean, I really like Mon Mothma. I like her uh, also when she's like she's doing the whole accusing her husband of gambling. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's just it's so great. Mm -hmm. I mean, she had to. Somehow make a make a story about the missing money, right? Yeah, but but then <laughs> she also ends up like uh, uh, letting her daughter go to this meet this guy's son. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, why did you have to do both? Yeah, but apparently she did. Yeah, all making sacrifices, and I mean, the daughter was apparently very keen to do the whole old tradition thing. So, <laughs> good riddance. Uh, <laughs> I also, however, really liked uh, Deborah, the ice oh, agent. Oh, 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 yeah. Oh, Deidre. Was it Deidre? Deidre. Miro. Yeah, Miro. Oh, she was fantastic. She she was so ruthless. Uh, she's so quirky, and and her counterpart, the uh, the Cyril Karn, they were just so intensely psychotic at times. Oh, yeah. like I they, had, they had really some serious Yeah. And their, their dynamic was kind of working. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, yeah. those characters to pull that off without it being like something weird, it's uh, kind of impressive. Like Cyril, like this stalker type. Yeah. Creepy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Character, ah, uh, it was great, and yeah, all of with, them with like the overbearing mom, and it's, it's, yeah, it's so yeah, delicious. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know if overbearing is the word I'd use for her, but uh, but yeah, okay. <laughs> she she had Agnes Skinner. If any of you have watched The Simpsons, wipes to her. I mean, oh yeah, 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 I know. Seymour, Cyril. Yeah, well, <laughs> she was a bit much. But I, 
one thing I really love also, you know, talking about slow burns at the beginning. Uh, well, I guess that part got edited out in the cat crash uh, mayhem of of Yan, but uh, just the uh, when you get that character Cyril Karn, and you know he he wants to investigate that double murder, and his chief just tells him, you know, and and the, and the chief when he goes into his monologue about you know what happened, he's pretty close to the mark, you know, basically these two assholes messed with someone they they better they should have left alone and they paid the price and we'd all be better off if we just you know sweep it under the carpet but he has yeah. this sort of misplaced sense of duty yeah and manages at pretty much every turn to f things up even worse trying to solve solve basically the murder of 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 two people whose murder it's hard to say probably deserved going unsolved to begin with you know yeah, yeah. Quote, quote unquote uh do, trying to do the right thing yeah missing the big picture or for for people who who certainly did not do the right thing yeah, yeah. You know, it... <laughs> and the perpetrator being someone doing the right thing mm -hmm. and um Oh yeah, and to finish finish off with for, for those two, like in the final episode where he sort of rescues her from the mob. Yeah. Uh, the tension there. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I half expected a Star Wars sex scene there, and I was like, <laughs> you know, phew, phew, yeah, got yeah. that. Thing yeah, happen. I mean, just just in that shed or house or wherever they crawl into. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, uh, totally. Just... It's just like up against the wall. Um... Mm. <laughs> okay, okay. Since since Steppe mentioned sex scenes, I mean, the closest we have gotten to sex scenes in Star Wars is either the weird chemistry is between Anakin and Padme, mm -hmm. which is like horrible. Mm -hmm. And then the siblings kissing. I think that's the closest, <laughs> closest thing we have gotten to any sort of that kind of thing. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I think you have there. better Han and Leia kisses. To be fair, but sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Okay. Maybe. Not as memorable because of things. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah, exactly. True. 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 Uh, and R two knew it all. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I mean. Yeah. I, I think he strategically wiped his own memory just to stay somewhat sane. Yeah. He can. He can literally go for the eye bleach. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, uh, a, a completely off topic. Did you see the? Uh, there was this meme thing going on that uh, compared uh, Luke Skywalker to Jamie Lannister. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's just oh. like on a scale from Jamie Lannister <laughs> to Luke Skywalker. Yeah. How well did you cope with? Uh, your father. Uh, how well did your father cope? How well did you cope with having a father that was still traumatized by your mother's death? Yeah. 
exactly. <laughs> and how well did you cope with uh, losing your hand, uh, etc.? Yeah, well, losing hand, uh, mm-hmm. doing stuff you didn't do, shouldn't do with your sister. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, that, oh, oh, uh, <laughs> that your <laughs> uncle? No, that your nephew was a complete douchebag. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, On a scale of Luke Skywalker to Jamie Lannister, how well do you deal with latent mm-hmm. sexual feelings for your sister? Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's okay. on our meme channel on Discord. If yeah, anyone wants to see it. So, um, let's see. Oh, oh, by the way, and. Anti-circus. Oh my god. Yeah. How yeah. did you like prison, prison episode? Oh, I loved him. I mean, I love seeing him in his actual flesh. Not playing just as a voice actor-ish with, yeah. with some pins strapped around him to make someone else. Like for Planet of the Apes and Gollum and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, Snoke. Yeah, and Snoke. I mean, his facial expressions are so good. Yeah. Which is probably why he is so good at making those CGI characters yeah. as well. Oh, and, and we got to hear uh, after the escape, we got to hear how it sounds when uh, when a quad jumper is actually running. And it does sound like a tractor. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it's such a spaceship tractor. <laughs> <laughs> it's <glorious. It's> like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was cool. That was really cool. Oh yeah, but Andy, man, I can't swim. Yeah. Oh yeah. That was heartbreaking. Oh, it was. It was. So uh, essentially, they take him back and experiment on him, and that's why we have Snoke. It's canon now. No. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, oh. which one was your favorite arc? Which story arc? Oh. Yeah, so we have that. If we just go through them quickly. So, we have the initial I mean, arc on, on uh, what was it called? Phoenix? Yeah. Phoenix, yeah. yeah. Uh, then we have the, the robbery arc. Then mm-hmm, we have yeah. the interlude that ends with Cassian being captured. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we have the prison arc. Mm-hmm. And then I guess we have the the final part, which is like the return and the rebellion. On oh, we have the Mon Mothma arc throughout uh, throughout oh, the movie. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, but I just more meant like the episode bunches because she just yeah, yeah, goes yeah. she goes throughout, and that's actually a lot of it that just happens throughout. Like mm-hmm. the whole ISB mm-hmm. is almost all throughout all of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For for so, me, the prison arc was my favorite. Just sort of. You you get the you get the fascism of the empire completely sort of displayed in a in a visceral manner that you haven't seen it before like that that mm-hmm. that floor the 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 electric the electric <clears throat> torture floor you know you you have the thing which is now kind of a meme you know with the you know they they just fried the whole second level you know when it's revealed that you know none of the prisoners are actually escaping once they're Time mm-hmm. is done. You know they're just you know being recycled to different prisons mm-hmm. and made to work there on a different part. And then of course with the 
reveal at the very end of the series, which isn't technically oh, yeah. part of the prison arc, but it sort of puts in context what the hell they're doing in prison. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, uh, and that just completely just, you know, that's that's the final sort of, <laughs> that's the final little explosion of, of the mm-hmm. brain that, you, you know, mm-hmm. to just, whoa. Yeah. And the fact that Cassian know. got to help build the thing that killed him. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I would, I would say the prison scene as well, uh, because of that. But overall, I, my favorite arc is just uh, throughout the whole show. It's probably, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Didra, Miro, and yeah. uh, Cyril's arc. Mm-hmm. Just it, it shows the empire. It, it's not just one crazy empire controlling everything. Mm-hmm. It's just it's a uh, it's it's governed by multiple people basically. We're all like brainwashed into thinking this is the correct way. Yeah, and mm-hmm. a lot of them is just like mechanically doing their job, like the, yeah. the job that he gets, which is yeah, exa- like sitting there exa- typing exa- in endless rows, like the ultimate cubicle job. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and all her peers mm-hmm. are also just like, we're just doing our jobs mechanically, mm-hmm. but she has an inspired. But I mean, yeah. I mean I'm mean, i not surprised, Keithley, that you would go for the, the arc about, you know, let's sympathize with the creepy guy and... and the... No, I'm not saying sympathize. <laughs> it's just... I'm just, I, 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 I said it with, uh, with uh, when we talked about uh, Opie. Yeah. When when he landed on that, like the seven hundredth desert island we see on Star Wars, mm. and there was like just a normal guy who was an Empire sympathizer. He was like, yeah, they're just doing a great job. Mm-hmm. It's just, it shows the Empire a little bit in a different way. It's not Mm -hmm. just uh, some magical evil force and an Emperor controlling everything in a crazy way. It's just, but it is, obviously. I mean. Oh, it's it's just a huge machine. Yeah, it's a huge machine. I mean, one thing that, if I may interject, is that uh, sort of going back to my sort of Roots as a historian is thinking uh, the philosopher Hannah Arendt when discussing the Holocaust and the trial of Adolf Eichmann, mm-hmm. who had who had basically been like a, a Nazi bureaucrat. You know, he's he's typing up these documents about how to you know send these Jews to the concentration camp, and it's just like a you know it's just like a cubicle job. And she she coins the phrase the banality of evil, mm-hmm. sort of that you know people performing evil deeds like cocks in a machine you know not really being evil or you know but but everything they're doing contributes to like an ultimate evil and that yeah. was a feeling i got from the empire scenes you know both both that drug and carol sarn and you know Cyril karn and you know all of all of these people the the glimpse you see in the inner workings of the empire yeah 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 you know and and this is actually what also attracts me to the Bad Batch, at least season one. I haven't started season two. You know, mm-hmm. the you you get these sort of glimpses into 
how the empire comes to be and how people who are forced to live under it uh, basically cope with being in a you know evil system. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, without spoiling, Stebby, you will love the final scene in episode two of Bad Bad season two. I am watching those right after we finish, by the way. Yeah. But, yeah, I think I'm going to do that as well. Yeah, I I, I, I got to finish uh, the, uh, the show I'm watching now. I really like, uh, what was he called? Val? Oh, yeah. That the, turned uh, out to be Mon Mothra's Oh, yeah, yeah, sister. yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Uh, and her, her, her weird relationship with... Uh, I don't remember Sintra. Where it's Sintra. Sintra. And Sindra yeah. is just like, I'm for the course. And you're just like, mm-hmm. you're like second in line. And it's because it's sort of, Sindra is sort of like uh, Luthen in mm-hmm. this sort of very, I'm going to give everything to the course. Mm-hmm. But Val is like a person. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And and she's still very much doing it, but she's not really so that she's sort of caught between these two extremists in Luthen mm-hmm. and, uh, and Sindra. Um, mm-hmm. In a way, I mean, and and her sister Mon Mothma is also like she's also like uh, I don't know if I want to do all this and I don't know if I want to get in this deep, but she just mm-hmm. drags herself in deeper. But I'm really interested to see how how they continue with uh, with Val. Yeah, but there's just so many good characters, and it's like, um, almost every character that you see in in Andor has more depth than you know anybody except like the top three in each of the Star Wars trilogies. Yeah, we see so much character development and uh, not necessarily backstory, but we see kind of how they got there. Yeah. Ish. Ish. Yeah, without I, I, without I, showing it, it just... Yeah. But it's, it, it's, a, it's actually a very good point that normally when we talk about character development in Star Wars, it is, what we usually mean is we want to see backstory. Mm-hmm. But Andor gives character development and, and character background in another fashion. Yeah. Because they are all a little bit broken and weird. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Yeah. I love it. And I'm really looking forward to season two. I think it's going to be obviously much more accelerated because there we're just going to get like four story arcs, each set one year apart, three episodes yeah. each. Yeah. Yeah. My, my favorite arc of the show was just every uh, Luthen, just following Luthen around. He's yeah. like we touched on before. He's just so ruthless for the cause. And it's just like a, Big old cherry on top of the ice cream is a monologue. Yeah. Oh, of, man. of his realization of his his uh, his role in it. Yeah. And yeah. And how inconsequential his self yeah. is. He's just a tool because he can't uh, can't stand uh, just standing by doing nothing and is just mm-hmm. sacrificing. Yeah, and you can see his ruthlessness when he, he's basically when when he's speaking to Saw. Yeah, just okay. We're gonna sacrifice 
a whole bunch of people just so they don't know. No, no, no. He, he, he. Be, uh, I mean, his like uh, his confidence in laying yeah. it at Saw's feet. Yeah, I'm not gonna do it. It's yeah. in your court now. Yeah, you have the choice. Yeah, I'm not the yeah. bad guy. Don't call me. Call me the bad guy. I'm laying yeah. this at your feet. Yeah, and you're gonna make the same, same uh, decision as I would. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. It's beautiful. And he's in many ways he, him and Saw are very much alike. Yeah, sure. what? absolutely. I mean, they would go about solving the problem in a very different way because yeah, would but do he's it just with thought and Saul would do it with action, but yeah. they are equally ruthless. Yeah, it's better dressed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but and, and then I also I really like also in general, like there's not that huge amount of sort of explicit fan service in no. Andor. It's still there. For the real fan, you have there's a ton of stuff. Like I mean, just start, just pause the video anywhere in Luthen's antique shop, and you can see like five things that mean something. Uh, it's crazy what's in there. Uh, you have holocrons. You have all kinds of weird things. Um, evil cat. Evil cat. Oh God, not again. Oh, now you're back. I think it was oh, a brief, brief drop. Okay. Uh, I don't no, know. Uh, the cat has been work. the cat has been moved away, <laughs> so it was not the cat this time. Anyway, so what I was saying is that the the fan service is a lot less explicit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, we have some obvious ones like the quad jumper, obviously. Yeah, That's... but it's still like it's it's like subtle. It's not like. Uh, yeah, you know, but point at the it's, screen. Uh, oh, that's R two D two, right? The, I just no, realized no. I had one issue with the show. It's Luthen's ship when they had the like the uh, oh the, the laser paper the laser thing and oh the, yeah, like high speed barrel rolling, chopping up all everything and you know, and just disabling the tractor beams and that's. I don't know. Maybe it's coming from X-wing and just thinking that that's just too powerful. That that's OP. That <laughs> yeah. no, I mean, I actually my biggest problem with that scene is the fact that they put it in the freaking trailer because it lost mm. almost all its effect by being in the freaking trailer. Sure, mm. but it was so yeah, something we've never seen on a on a Star Wars ship like. Yeah, it I was agree. like two lightsabers coming out and twisting yeah. and, and spinning yeah. out of a yeah. huge, you know, ship. Yeah, or a I, I laser beam, which we'd never see. So, yeah. I mean, one would assume that it was some co- kind of kyber crystal tech, uh, but mm-hmm. 
would assume uh, yes. But I agree, it was very weird. But yeah. yeah, but but that whole scene, like when you, as soon as it started, the whole sort of escape scene there, you were like, okay, I know what's going to happen now because I watched the trailer, and that yeah, sort of yeah. ruined it in the moment. Yeah, the the build up and the scene was great, but I just think they took a little misstep with those laser, <laughs> those uh, lightsabers coming out of the yeah. ship. I agree. I mean, he could have had like secret cannons that came out and just like poop, poop, poop. Anything. I'll target it like uh, existing uh, tech. A couple of uh, cluster missiles, just taking out each Tie Fighters. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. That that would have been actual actual Star Wars thing. The yeah. lasers, they weren't. <sighs> yeah, no, I agree. But, I mean, it's hard because I mean, that got to be a first time for everything, and yeah, and and they want to put something pretty in the show. I get it. Yeah, but for I, me it was just a little. I'm bit assuming dumb. it was not giant lightsabers, because that would be dumb. No, no. But talking um, about his ship, I really, really like the look of the ship. Yeah, it's like it had the solar panels from the Empire. It's like yeah. uh, it's so Star Warsy, but but still. Elegant in a way. Yeah, I mean, it was the kind of ship that when you look at it from outside, you could say like a well-off businessman could fly around in this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It looks kind of imperially. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but not, <clears throat> but not overly so. No, no, no. no. But it's got those uh, big burners at the back, and you know, mm -hmm. it's kind of sleek. Oh, and the weird, the weird transport that uh, that that some of them escape in with the with the Y wing parts on the side and yeah, yeah, exactly. That was funny. Yeah, I, I think that like that, it, was it was again again it was not overplayed. No, you saw it like when Cassian Cassian flew it back uh, in episode one or two and episode one, I guess it was, and and then you yeah. saw it again at the end, and that was it. Mm. Yeah, it was like a small little homage to some of the legend stories. Yeah, okay. Which which, which had those uglies, like ships built from multiple different ships, just yeah. laying around. Mm -hmm. uh, I just looked it up because when I first saw the ship, I looked it up, and uh, there wasn't a wiki on it. But Luthen's ship, it's called Fondor Hallcraft. So where Fond was it? Where? Where was it built? Uh, da, 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 da. I don't think they have a snippet on that. Uh, within the coffee. No, just, you know, who owns it? Mm, no. Non canon appearances. Lego Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, they, they don't have it yet, but let's wait no. a month or two and they will. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cool ship. And also, the other ship is the uh, Cantwell class arrestor cruiser. That is the the cruisers that's trying to tractor Luthen in. Mm. That's also a new one. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, I think that is an interesting choice to not just go with a Star Destroyer. Mm -hmm. 
yeah, I mean, it's a ship specified for <clears throat> hunting down medium ships to, you know, <laughs> inspect them. Yeah, and I mean, it's not like every planet cannot have a Star Destroyer among it, uh, above it, because mm -hmm. they are like really big ships. Mm -hmm. They are essentially meant to be like, you know, like aircraft carriers in in a navy, yeah. right? Um, mm -hmm. Can't have them everywhere. So, uh, well, it's like a mix between aircraft carrier and a and a warship, some sort of torpedo carrier. Because they have a lot of big guns. Oh so. yeah, yeah. It's half aircraft carrier, half battleship. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, it certainly it has a lot of battleship vibes going, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. especially with the side ca cannons there. Mm -hmm. Okay, so uh, should we just, unless there's a lot more you want to do, then should we just like tie the try to tie this back a little bit to X-wing? Like, I mean, what, uh, one what do you see from Andor what, that could make it into X-Wing? Well, one thing we didn't mention. Yeah? We haven't spoken about Diego Luna yet. As oh, no, that is a shame because he's doing a great job. Yeah, fantastic. <laughs> like, <laughs> we're so hooked, on, hooked up on side characters that yeah. we actually forgot the main character. The main guy. And, yeah. you know, uh, I've talked about it a few times, my issues with uh, Rogue One. The movie, like yeah. I, I didn't care enough about any of the characters. But now you will care about at least one of them. Yeah, exactly. Because uh, I think this made Rogue One better as well. Yeah, Absolutely. I agree with that. I mean, well, the spaceship scene. It wasn't ruined by me because I hadn't watched the trailer and I didn't watch the trailer because I I haven't liked Rogue One as a movie as much as some of all of you. So I wasn't really that excited for, oh, really, you know, one of, you know, one of those boring characters from Rogue One that I didn't really like. Yeah, same here. Yeah, so I didn't watch the trailer. I wasn't, I was iffy if I was even going to watch the show and then it turns out to be the you know, best thing since, you know, slight Star Wars lightsaber bread. And and I have to say, once season two is over, I might pinch it all and then watch Rogue One because I get the yeah. feeling that I will enjoy Rogue One a heck of a lot more now. Yeah. You know. I, I think it'll be interesting in, scene, in, in season two how they keep Cassian being... Because he's not a likable guy. No, and he has to stay that way because we have to remember that. I mean, pretty much the first thing you see in Rogue One is him, you know, just shooting his uh, his contact and climbing out, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, and he is such he's he's so ruthless when Rogue One starts. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, so I mean, he is a scoundrel throughout. Yeah, and I mean, you can see it in the in the beginning of the of the show. He's like. He has feelings. He has his well adopted adopted mom, basically, mm. and his sister. And he's trying to look for someone, see a purpose or something. But like in Rogue One, he's like, yeah, ruthless, no feelings whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. And, and I actually, I always liked that he was at the end of his rope. 
in Rogue One, you know? Yeah. I mean, he's been fighting this uh, ultimately losing battle against an empire, against the big machine of evil. And I don't think you can keep your... Uh, no, no. Keep I, your, I, like, stay, stay a, full, uh, a happy character doing that. I agree. And, that's that's and, why I think this backstory, like it, yeah, is up in I'm, I'm just so uh, relieved that his backstory uh, reflected that, you know. Yeah, but it's not it even, kind of like it's not confirmed, yet, right? because kind of confirmed where he was at in Rogue One, and and I'm kind of surprised that it works for both people that loved Rogue One, and it works for people that really didn't like Rogue One. Well, I wouldn't say I didn't like Rogue One. No, I mean, Steppy was just commenting on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I would probably put myself in the category of, like, I, Rogue One is in, like, I don't know, the top third, maybe. Uh, or at least, no, at least abo above middle. In it the... was my favorite Star Wars media. Yeah. Uh, but it, I think it really works. And I, and I don't think we're not done with Cassian's journey because, I mean, when, no. if you look oh, no. like in episode one, Cassian is just there. He's just like, I'm just staying out of trouble, looking out for number one, me. Yeah, surviving. Right? And he's a very sort of a Han Solo with less flash kind of character. Mm -hmm. yeah, absolutely. But, but the Cassian we see at the start of Rogue One is a character that cares about one thing, and that's the rebellion. Yeah, and I'm not sure he's got we've... more saw in him at that point. Yeah, and I'm not sure we have seen, like, we have not seen Cassian really get to the point where he cares deeply about the rebellion. He cares. No, 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 bit. absolutely not. And I think his mother's death uh, and all that sort of moves him. Um, and I mean, he did like, okay, here's you. I'm just gonna take my part of the of the thing and go away uh, mm -hmm. where he could have taken it all and so on. So, so I mean, he's getting there, but we still have yet to see like him turn into a, a, a rebel extremist. Yeah. I mean, uh, the death I of his mother both. and, uh, and Bix. Yeah. That both their death basically. Well, we never see Bix. Bi die, no, no. Basically. Bix doesn't die. He's, he's, he's she's just, her. he saves her. Yeah. 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 But she's, like she's like very, scarred yeah scarred for life so um yeah um i actually hope we don't see a huge we have already seen the catalyst which is pushing uh, andrew forward uh, mm -hmm. it started on his home planet when he was a kid mm -hmm. where he gets saved by his adoptive mom mm -hmm. and then uh also and with the you know destruction of all of his home, like really, his mom dying and his like uh, ex girlfriend dying. No, she doesn't I die. Mean, no, she doesn't die. She, he saves her, but she's, she's just, like she's just tortured a little, ex ex extremely well, scarred. Oh, right, yeah, she's tortured. Uh, but By the same yeah. device that was tested on, basically. His family on his original planet. It was. Yes, it was. It was more than hinted when the doctor was basically telling them when they tested. It was a. It was a planet full of kids, basically 
tribes of kids. And that's what we we saw. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I didn't yeah. I didn't and catch actually, that part. My, I just thought it actually, was like uh, uh you know sad kid noises that they had recorded. No, I mean we we never saw any uh, adults on his home planet. No, 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 no. I get that part, but mm-hmm. I didn't get that the device was tested on kids. I thought it just yeah. included like kids dying and suffering. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but I think what we're going to see in, in season two is Andor having to make increasingly harder sacrifices for the rebellion and doing nasty things. Mm-hmm. So Absolutely. he's sort of slowly turning more and more into Luthen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, I don't, th- and I don't think it's, it, it's, and that's, I think maybe the difference between Luthen and Saul, because Saul does things that makes him feel better. Like I'm angry with the Empire, lash out against the Empire. Mm-hmm. Luthen makes hard calls and does what needs to be done, mm-hmm. even though it's unpleasant to himself. Yeah, I think it's probably going to be an arc where Luthen is calling his shots and making the sacrifices, and Ander being kind of the roguish conscience, up to a point where he has to take over and make the decisions that Luthen has been taking. Yeah. It'll anyway, be... this oh, it's uh, yeah. I love this movie, uh, these show and the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll so be fun. to to tie it into X-wing. Yeah. Right. So what what do we? I mean, what do you what are, what are you thinking here? Like, uh, it could be crew cards, it could be new ships, it could be. Um, I mean, we'll uh, we'll talents. probably get a new droid that is completely useless. Oh, the emo <laughs> droid. Yeah, the B two emo. And I guess that's a crew card. Or a droid. No, probably uh, a crew. I don't think it could oh, fit yeah, in an yeah, asteroid probably slot. Not, yeah, sure. I'm okay. not, well, looking at the ships, I don't see any sh- new ship in this series that really punch out as a ship we should sh- see, really. I mean, you could get the Fondor, but... Yeah, that is, yeah that, but that it's is... still, it's... Eh. Yeah, and I, I don't think its presence in season one is enough to, to justify mm-hmm. putting it out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but if we see it a lot in season two, then then yeah. But I yeah, think but... that is the most obvious one. But I think, like, what would... Uh, I mean, how... this is the rebel faction, right? What are they going to make for the rebel faction that it needs? Yeah, I don't know. Luthen crew. Yeah, so uh, I mean, I mean, as to new new ships, but yeah, I agree. We'll get probably get crews and some something else. I don't know, mm-hmm. some new mechanic maybe. Giant laser swords. <laughs> <laughs> now that's the ship ability of the Fondor thing. Like when you perform a barrel roll, everything within range two in your side arcs is destroyed. God, <laughs> oh, Jesus! Friends and foes and asteroids. No, I don't know. Um, I really didn't pick up on much that you could easily translate into X-wing. Maybe on the Imperial side, you know, all the ISP stuff. 
Yeah, but for a game that basically revolves around flying, I'm not sure about it. No, I mean as 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 uh, <clears throat> pertaining to crews and and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, you got you got some strong characters. You can easily make something around. Yeah, I mean we do have we we do have histories of characters that are crew that mm. you know that you never actually see doing anything as in a spaceship. Like you have uh, uh, uh what's the big guy called in uh in Rogue One? Hey, Mal- two or so. Mal- Malbus. What is he called? Yeah, Malbus, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah which the guy is, with the gun. Which is weird. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. So, and I mean, Pistan um, is also from Rogue One, right? Um, mm-hmm. But, I, so I'm thinking, I'm thinking like Luthen crew, I'm not exactly sure what it does, but something strategic. Mm-hmm. Um, but you could also... Some... Slur... Something sacrificing. So basically, a crew that does ruthless. <laughs> True, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> like, uh, give your enemy control of one of your ships and then destroy one of the enemy ships at setup. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Here, uh, sac- can... sacrifice a friendly to do three damage or whatever. Yeah. And then, I mean, then there's the whole sort of. I I, I immediately thought when I when I started thinking about this, I thought of like you could have a talent called revolutionary philosopher to sort of go into the whole the mani- the rebel manifesto and uh, what was the the mouse character guy. You know what I'm talking oh, about? Yeah. The guy who died on uh on the on the on the robbery raid. The youngling. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The, oh, yeah, the yeah, young yeah. guy, yeah. Who yeah, yeah. Clearly influenced Cassian. Um but I don't know what it would do. Right. I don't have any that's not like any real strong we need a new Cassian crew though, because that is currently banned. E two emo. We do not a, need B2 emo crew. What a horrible name, though. Yeah. But still, it's so so great. B2 emo. It is very fitting and yet horrible. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was one broken droid. <laughs> yeah. It was an emo droid. Yeah. With a speech impediment. Yeah. Ah. Which makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. All right. Anybody want to add anything to this? No. I just. Uh, I mean. Yeah, I'm not, not even going to say go see it because obviously they've been listening, so they probably see on it. Seen it. Well, if they haven't, go see it now. <laughs> yeah. If you have only seen it once, see it I mean, again and uh, honestly, show it to I, a friend I, I, that hasn't. I mean, honestly, if you haven't seen it, then it's, I think it's limited how much we actually spoiled. Um, because you don't have all the context. Uh, so mm-hmm. it will still be worth watching. Uh, but yeah, I think it was, uh, it was a fantastic, uh, it was a fantastic show. I'm looking forward to seeing what's, 
what's yeah. happening next. Right now, we just got, we're getting the Bad Batch uh, premiered yesterday uh, with two episodes, and it's gonna run for a lot for a while. I think it's like sixteen episode season. Oh, nice! Yeah. And then in March, we're gonna get Mandalorian season three. Um, which is then gonna run up until around Star Wars Celebration in May. Uh, at least I think March is the assumption. I don't know if that'll hold. And then later this year we should get Ahsoka. Yeah. Um, I'm just uh, I'm I'm kind of scared for the next. Uh... For the next uh, non CGI, non uh, cartoon, basically. So you're scared because... for Mando season three? Yes, because yeah, after Andor, we yeah. we have might have such high hopes. Like we had we had no hope. Well, everything after Book of Papa would have been great, and Opie, well. I liked the world building in OP, but it, it it wasn't a great show, basically. I agree. I think uh, I think Obi was better than Book of Boba. Oh, absolutely. Book but, of Boba was horrible. But it was not that great. And I think Yeah, but it I, I did have what, world I, building. It, a little bit. Yeah, but it also just had story. And I think Yeah. I, I actually I don't hope they change Mando up. They've done two good seasons of Mando. Mando is what mm-hmm. Mando is, and mm-hmm. it isn't in any way this like, uh, well, let's just use this volume thing to create some landscapes and you know, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. but it sort of works in Mando, mm-hmm. and and Mando is like the old, easy to digest Star Wars style. Uh, and I Ish. think it should stay that way. It's not deep. It is maybe a little bit darker, but not much. And then you have like the little baby Yoda running around. But, it's like a Star Wars Western. Yeah, but I, I just hope that even though Andor is great, I don't think Andor is the only way to appreciate Star Wars going forward. It's not no, like absolutely I hope that, that everything will be dark, grimy, slow Star Wars from here. No, 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 no. I love that we had it, and it gives me new hope that maybe something like oh, wow. uh, the Acolyte that we have in the future Mm-hmm. That that the, it can actually have the depth it deserves. If we want to delve into the Sith, then we need mm-hmm. to see yeah. a little bit more dark side than we normally see in Star Wars, mm-hmm. and a little bit more serious. Uh, yeah. But but I think I mean I think Ahsoka is gonna try to more follow the. It's gonna be more like Mando. Mm-hmm. Because honestly, Mando is more like uh, Rebels or Clone Wars. Yeah. Um, and it's like it's sort of fast paced and it's mm-hmm. punchlines and shallow character arcs where you only mm-hmm. you get a little bit like over the course of a season mm-hmm. where you get that amount of character building in a single episode in Andor, but mm-hmm. you don't get as much action. No. So, no. so I'm not worried for for Mando Free. I think it will be fantastic to return to. I'm really looking forward to the episodes on Mandalore and see Mandalore in like the post return of the Jedi era mm-hmm. um, and see Fang fighters in live action. Mm-hmm. Um, no, 
But but I'm probably more scared of uh, scared about uh, Ahsoka. Yeah, I am too. Because I so wanted it to be good. Like oh, I love Ahsoka. Yeah. So. Yeah, that is one of the things that. Oh, it would be it would be a real downer if they messed that up. So. Mm-hmm. But I mean. Now I am I am probably also easy to please. I will generally I've never seen Star Wars, real Star Wars that I that I've disliked or that I'm not grown to after if nothing else than after a few watching that I found something that I enjoyed in even Rise of Skywalker. I mean when I say <laughs> when I say real Star Wars, I am excluding Disney, I'm excluding the Ewoks movies and I'm excluding the Christmas special. Yeah, but I, I will. I mean, since you mentioned Rise of Skywalker, I was going to mention Book of Papa because, except for the two episodes, the two last episodes, basically, and yeah, maybe first the first episode, uh, it was not that good. Oh, but it had its moments. But uh, and it actually in Book of Boba, they actually tried some of the little bit slow slow down a little bit. Sure, but it just didn't fit the style and. No. I think the problem was that they tried to portray a Boba that was very different from what we would assume Boba would be. Yeah, I just don't like the destination they're going with Boba. I, I, I uh, as a standalone, I liked the shows, the Boba shows. They were cool. They were good action and cool characters and stuff like that. But Boba is a good guy. I, I don't really. Yeah, and I mean... I'm not buying that. But I mean the scene where you see him fly the slave one and just kill these darn swoop gang. Yeah, yeah. That is just glorious. And there are a few moments like this throughout the show where you're just like, okay, this is pretty cool. Uh, the big mad Wookiee ripping arms off. Uh, and, and I mean, there's a lot of things, but it, it's just it's it seems like it's just lagging a little bit on the execution. Yeah. Uh, and there are some some weird choices i mean i could have been without the and then the, that, mo- that, the moped gang and yeah, yeah. i was gonna mention that i was like ah no <laughs> that's just silly i mean there's a huge deficit in storytelling between the two shows i mean it's gaping but you yeah know, it, uh, i mean I, I consider one to be light reading the other one is like philosophy <laughs> Yeah, but it's also like, I mean, even if you then say, okay, but it's not fair to compare anything to Andor, but if you compare Book of Boba to Mando, which is like much more fair because it is like Mando season two and a half. Yeah. Then Mando still felt much more like a journey into the unknown and you did not know where this was going. But like by episode two of Boba, you knew how the entire arc of the season was going to be. Yeah, but I... To be fair, basically, I think a part of that uh, and a large part of that is because Mando is a completely new character. Yeah. They could basically do whatever they liked and it wasn't ruin anyone's perception or anything on that character. Sure. No, no. And you could be completely surprised by the episodes. Yeah. Where... uh, it was like, and, and I think it was also a consequence of the whole jumping back and forth in time, taking up a lot of the, the time. But yeah, 
it was just not there where every week you were like oh what is the mandalorian going to bring today mm-hmm. because there was they had filler episodes that you didn't know mm-hmm. right i mean you knew that at the end the mando would be fine and grogu would be fine but that's about mm-hmm. all you knew mm-hmm. um and i found that thoroughly enjoyable um mm-hmm. and they showed a lot of different planets <clears throat> There was, I mean, at least one visit too many to Tatooine, but I guess that's what you get. Yeah. All right. All right. Cool. Cool. I think that's it. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we'll be back in uh, in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Um. Maybe we'll actually get around to doing that uh, that award show we talked about, but I don't know. Hope, hopefully. hopefully. Maybe. Somebody needs to prep that. Yeah. yeah, that entails a lot of work. It does. Um, so, yeah. I should just have made that your challenge. Each of you pre- prepare an award. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I would have flown over there and made you hurt. I should have thought of that. That would have been smart of me. Anyway, uh, shout outs. Uh, Steppy. You want to shout somebody out or shout out somebody? I thought you were shouting me out Uh, (laughs) for having shown up. Um, I would like to actually shout out a non-Star Wars show that I'm watching now on Netflix called uh, Kaleidoscope, like a heist film. Oh yeah, it's, yeah, it's on of, my list. It's yep. sort of glorious, but you know, it's it's. I'm not gonna go into it, but you know, it's like you can watch the episodes in almost any order you like, and it changes the whole way you you view the characters. And it's yeah, least, uh, and and Netflix randomizes the episodes. Yeah, for each yeah. viewer. Yeah. What? Yeah. Okay, I'm, cool. I'm adding it. Yeah. Yeah, and, and your episode order will be almost completely different from mine or Geestless or Aves. Yeah. Know, you know. And uh, and then I'm going to, uh, well, uh, I should uh, shout out Sarah, I believe, who is going to be having my baby in about oh. three weeks' time. Oh. Yay! Yay. So that's what the world needs. Another steppy. Mm-hmm. Another steppy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Stepina in this case. A steppina. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Oh, oh. princess. Mm-hmm. Nice. And uh, well, another reason why I've been on a extended break from X Wing because I just, you know, I can't really find the energy to do much so, of anything. So are you going to name her with an Icelandic name? Just one oh, yes. Because you can. Yeah. You can name her Lilia. <laughs> no, we, we, she she might never know. <laughs> mm-hmm. You've yeah. already got a Ben Kenobi. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. It's like <laughs> uh, that's not why I named him Ben, but okay. <laughs> Don't ruin a good story with the truth. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <sighs> okay. That's so awesome. Uh, okay. It is, it is. 
It is, but okay. I'll uh, yeah. Th- those are my shoutouts, and just you know, also thanks to you guys for keeping this thing going. You know, do doing what you can. Yeah, awesome to have you back. Oh, nice to have you visiting at least. Yeah, yeah, pretty. Yeah, Gisli. Uh, I don't really have any shoutouts. I think. Oh. But I'm also watching a, watching a show on Netflix. Completely different. Uh, Alice in Borderland. Alice in Borderland. Well, I'm 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 halfway through season two. I've been waiting for season two for a long time. Yeah. Nice. It's phenomenal. If you haven't seen it yet. Okay, I guess I guess I add more to my list. Yeah, it's yep. a Japan. It's a Jap- Japanese dystopian. Uh, no, not not really dystopian. It's just Japanese. Uh, it's it's strange. It's strange. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if I don't know what to recommend on Netflix, I guess. I mean, if you haven't watched Wednesday, you should go do that. Because that is freaking fantastic. Um, I mean, if you're not laughing, then you don't have humor. Um, So, um, but yeah, apart from that, I mean, um, shout out my uh, my pink boys for uh, for a good time here over Christmas, and uh, and Stephen Violent for hopefully a a good time when I when I go to the U.S. in in March for Worlds. Adapticon ticket sales and thereby also sign up for the last chance qualifier opens on Sunday, um, which may or may not be after this episode has been released, depending on how lazy the editor is this time. But uh, there's 120 tickets for uh, the last chance qualifier. Let's see if that is uh, a, if that becomes a problem for anybody. I'm gonna be ready as soon as the the ticket sales open. Mm-hmm. I travel, of course, with two guys who already have qualified, so mm-hmm. it's just a me problem. Yeah. Oh, and then of course a special shout out to Nobby, uh, who still has not gotten back to me with uh, with a review of uh, whether there has been justice for the Resistance A wings. For sorry. And particularly for sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. True. It. Yeah, uh, I have a, I have a shout out. What is my sacrifice? I am condemned to use the tools of my enemy to defeat them. I burn my turns for someone else's future. I burn my turns to make a kill box that I'll know I never never see. And the ego that started this fight will never have a podium or an audience or the light of gratitude. So why do I sacrifice? Everything. You'll stay with me, Jesper. I need all the heroes I can get. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. That was great. I just thought of that. All right. That was so good. That was 
so it was good. a pleasure, guys. <laughs> oh, it was. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye-bye. Bye.